0: Pod,
1: a Youth Podcast Hello everybody, and welcome back to Youth Pod, a Youth podcast. I'm your host, Anna Arietta, and we are back today with another episode around the power of your vote campaign. In this episode, we speak to two special guests, Hakima and Hamda, creators of the Somali Mindfulness podcast. We discuss the importance of mental health and how it is affecting young people in the current political climate. So I am joined today again by Nirashan and Yayan. Hi guys, how are you?
2: Hi Anna, I'm okay. How are you?
1: Yeah, good, thank you. Yayan, you okay?
2: Yeah,
3: hi Anna, how are you? I'm good.
1: Good, good. Um, And we are joined by two new wonderful guests today, which is so exciting, Hakima and Hamda. Hello both. Hi. Hi. How are you doing, girls? I'm doing okay. (laughs) It's nice to have some girls on the podcast, I was just saying earlier, because I feel like I'm just surrounded by males all the time. So it's nice to have a different perspective, fresh perspective today. Um, So yeah, today our conversation is all around mental health. Um, so, Niroshan, you were mentioning earlier about why, you know, this is an important topic and you said it's on the manifesto. So, you know, share a bit about that. Um, it's on the Bank manifesto. You know, how is this topic come into conversation today?
2: Yes, thanks, Anna. So um, obviously we released our manifesto in the last few weeks, uh, our Bank, our future manifesto. And one of the key six areas was mental health. So the uh, last five, six months we spoke speaking to young people. um, That's one of the consistent things that came about. um, And they were saying about how there's not enough support in university, college, school. And they felt really overwhelmed, uh, especially during this period. And we realised mental health is a big issue for young people and has always been in the past few years. So we thought it's really important to highlight it uh, because it's really under-resourced, underfunded, and there's certain key gaps where young people are not getting the services that they need high quality personal services so we thought it's really important for people in power in the next few months to realize how big of an issue this is and that's why we put it in our manifesto.
1: I mean if anybody wants to share any of their experiences how kind of um, mental health has changed over over this time I guess this period it can be a really hard time um, for people so so how, how do you guys feel about about the whole topic of mental health I know it's a big a big one.
0: Yeah I think it's been acknowledged a lot more since Covid and like everyone being in lockdown I think it's affected so much more people so a lot more people have now realised the impact it has which is it's not it's sad to see so much people be affected by um you know mental health issues and whatnot but at the same time like it's it's a good thing that People are starting to acknowledge the fact that it's it's a big thing and that it needs to be, you know, it needs to be targeted and like Noishan said, like it needs to be helped, like young people need to be helped a lot more.
3: I was just gonna add, it um during like COVID, it's definitely become a lot more of a like mainstream topic and a topic that's maybe more acceptable and more um talked about um compared to before, especially. I know that like over the last few years, mental health has kind of been an area that people are slowly beginning to um, to talk about. But I think like lots of people have um, had issues with their mental health um, in some way or another or to varying um, degrees um, through the lockdown. So people can, I guess, relate a bit more. And it's a, something that people can kind of share their experiences and talk about, even though it's not, I guess, a good thing to have to deal with at least it, hopefully people can be like more open about it
4: i was just going to add i completely agree with all of you um i am currently on placement i'm a mental health nursing student and i was just going to say that um i could see like currently on placement there's people who are coming into this service who have never ever experienced mental health issues Like before COVID and like when COVID happened, when lockdown happened, there's people coming in with paranoia, schizophrenia, loads of different mental health issues. So it's definitely like, you can definitely see COVID has had a massive impact on how people are dealing with things. Isolating for one, people are just by themselves with their own thoughts. So that's one reason as to why people in particular come into the service and just feel like they can't speak to anyone, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, definitely. I totally, yeah, agree with all your points. I think um, it has kind of really increased, but the stigma is decreasing slowly, I think, around mental health, you know, um, and, and that is a good thing. That's obviously what we want. What do you think, you know, obviously there's loads of reasons that people go through mental health problems but for young people specifically now I mean Hamda you mentioned about you know being isolated being alone with your own thoughts that's something that is obviously really kind of can trigger horrible feelings and emotions um what else do you think um is kind of triggering this for young people what do you think is kind of causing these mental health issues in this time
0: I was gonna say like pressures and education maybe and whatnot so like Young people especially might feel pressured into doing certain things and, like, achieving goals at such a young age. But when they don't achieve that, like, say, in education or whatever that they're doing, it might have a big toll on their mental health because they're not achieving these things at a young age. And maybe they don't really realise the impact of um, not achieving these things or maybe going through a stage of failure or whatnot they may not know how to overcome this emotion. And maybe that's how, like, that's one part. It's a big thing, but, like, maybe that's one way.
2: Yeah, and I, I think, especially during this period, I think there's so much pressure from social media, not seeing your friends, um, not having those connections. I mean, this is not something you just naturally talk to your family about, as some people might assume. I think these conversations are difficult to have, and especially if in your household, you don't talk about this at all for young people that's a, that's no way out i think you're stuck in that position with your feelings your thoughts and all these pressures and not having this output where you can talk to someone can be really uh, detrimental and i think you know this covid period has highlighted that and you know added with the pressures as hakima said with education employment whatever it is i think all of that combined um, will result in a mental health crisis for young people and just make uh, the problem worse than it is now. I think young people are facing more pressures than ever, and I think it's important that we in- encourage every household, every individual to have these open and honest conversations. But I think it's about having that conversation in a way that doesn't affect them negatively. And lots of people are not at the stage where they can do that. And I think you know, young people especially feel the brunt um, force of that. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean I got so caught up in the first moment of being like, yay, there's girls on the podcast that I didn't even like introduce, you know, where you're from, what you do, all of this kind of stuff. Um so girls, you were saying that you're you're both in uni, aren't you? Yeah, what are you studying? Yeah. Um uh, mental hardness. Yeah, I study law. Okay, amazing. Um, and you guys are already doing your kind of bit, aren't you? You you have a podcast which is the Somali mindfulness podcast. Um, so yeah. Tell us a bit about that girls. Cause I listened to a, a few episodes earlier in preparation for this and it's just a really nice, real like relatable podcast for young people to listen to. I think like you can, like your personality is completely shine through. Like I feel like you can really listen to it and, you know, relate to it and enjoy it and, and learn loads through it. So, I just wanted to say, like, kind of props to you for that. I think it's a really good podcast. But tell us a bit about nice. what the purpose of it is and kind of how you started it and things like that.
4: um So, we first started, well, we first related to each other. We were like, we we're talking about mental health and we were just saying how, particularly in our culture, it's just not talked about. And we all like related to each other and we just thought, do you know what, these conversations can actually go further. We can do stuff, other people can relate to us. So we started, there was a lot of us in the beginning. There was about there was six or more. Oh, and wow. then we slowly, yeah, slowly like narrowed it down to wanting to speak about mental health in particular. So when we started, it was more about firstly talking about mental health, but then talking about other topics too. And then we got people obviously to jump on and do that. And then we did some events as well. Okay, I'm only but you can... You can Jump in.
0: <laughs> no it's more or less spot on like yeah we just thought of a way like we thought we wanted to have an impact on the Somali community especially because mental health is such a taboo topic in our culture and like it's not acknowledged at all so we thought oh what like good way would we be able to tackle this and podcasting was a quick easy access way like for us to do it so and plus we really enjoyed it I think it's because we talk a lot. So I think it is a really nice way for us to literally just to do something about it. So it was just sort of that. But then we also, over time, we thought maybe doing events and like having events based around these topics would have an, a bigger impact. So we talked about exam stress in like one of our podcasts. And then we did like an exam stress reliever um, event later on close to exam season for people to come to, so yeah, like stuff like that. That's what we we kind of do. Yeah.
1: Wow, that sounds so good. So, what was involved in the exam stress reliever day?
0: It was an open mic night, so we just did a yeah, a cool open mic night for all girls to come, and yeah, it's, it was it's the, really fun.
4: Lot of like and uh, like people who wrote poems in our community that never really came out and did it so it was nice to have an event in our community where girls in particular can come along even boys we did a mix event um girls and girls came along and they just like literally shared so many poems that they they said they would have never shared if we didn't do events
1: oh that's beautiful well done
4: um yeah that sounds amazing um, yeah, so
1: you guys are doing great things for your kind of community and, you know, really getting out there and kind of using your talents and what you've got, really, to be able to like share it with other young people, I guess. So, um, yeah, in terms of that, what else can we do? So, I guess that takes us on to this, this next part. Um, what are people doing at the moment um, to kind of improve this situation? Uh,
0: I suppose because we also work with citizens, Wales. Um, what Citizens Wales do I think that can be another way like it's really effective like what we do in the campaigns around uh, mental health as well um, could have a really big impact especially in like our community as
4: well yeah I guess it's like taking the next step forward we basically can all come together talk about mental health in particular education we can just like see who else who basically who else can we get involved to help out we can yes we can always which is nice it's always to talk about like talk about the topic on mental health on like on our podcast but we always think like what else can we do and i feel like getting involved in citizen wales and campaigning with mental health in particular can definitely show us like the next step forward and what else we can do in the community
0: um it also allows us to like meet people who are also like very passionate and also people who have the ability to make the change so, like, it's nice to be able to, yeah, the podcast is really fun. And yeah, it's having a big impact on lots of people, but it's nice to have, you know, the opportunity to go
1: further. Yeah. So, like, linking up, like, I guess, like the policymakers with the young people who are like trying to make change, and then, like, allows for that dialogue, doesn't it, really? Um, yeah. I'm assuming Niroshan's going to say something similar because this is what we were talking about last um episode isn't it really I mean it's similar in a way to the environment stuff that we were saying because it is about allowing young people to have that seat at the table so um go on Rishan
2: yeah no thanks Anna no yeah exactly I think um especially because we're all part of Citizens Wales I think the idea is that because you know mental health is a complex problem and each community has different needs I think what we're trying to do is figure out some sort of plan or a strategy in what would work and who do we need to speak to and target um, in bringing, bringing about a solution? I think, um, you know, we've heard other cities where a solution was adding uh, certain uh, numbers, lines and um, organizations to a registrar where people can uh, access. Others, Other communities have done mental health ambassadors where, you know, people in faith groups such as a mosque, church, the temple um, became mental became trained in mental health and became mental health ambassador. I think it's for us to explore these uh, options and think about what is the best what is the best solution. But I think in terms of wider work that's done, I know right now, recently, um, there's a new minister for mental health uh, and wellbeing. You know, we saw uh, the first minister take that responsibility away from Vaughan Geffing and give it to Elunid Morgan. And I think that was the right decision because you know, Vaughan think has to focus on COVID and so many other priorities, and this might become where you couldn't focus on quite understand the real issues of it. And I think when the first minister decided another minister is needed, I think that was a welcome call because she can now look at what is working in Wales and what isn't. We we already have so many uh, services, but not at all. They're either underfunded, not run well, or they don't provide that quality personal services. Waiting times for um uh lists are so long that young people sometimes have to wait months before they see someone can speak to someone it's about making sure we can cut those lists down and it's not just about bringing a number and speaking to someone yeah i think that those provide a vital service but we need to go above and beyond that and schools universities and community groups have a massive role to play and it's about how we do that effectively That's-
1: yeah definitely yayan you're quite quiet
3: Anything you want to add? Um, no, I was just going to say that I agree with everything um, that's been said. Like citizens, from what I've seen, do some like really great um, work. And I think Newsham um, was mentioning having that mental health ambassador in, if it's a like place of worship, or if that's um, in a workplace or wherever that is, I think that's quite a good um, way of. Supporting or like I guess like peer supporting you know, or supporting people that you already know like and people feel comfortable accessing that person for support so I think that's quite a good um a good like thing to kind of develop, but yeah um, yeah, I was just gonna say
2: I think you know mental health ambassadors and having these things are are fab and we saw in england they they appointed Dr. Alex as a mental health ambassador you know, those moves are great, but they're really all show and to raise awareness. They're not actually solving the problems and the issues that people are having. I mean, yeah, you might know a mental health ambassador, but I think what we're trying to say is uh, services are underfunded and you need to make sure these services are not only high quality and personal and you need to cut down waiting lists. You need to do two things at once. Create that raising awareness, break down that stigma um, by having ambassadors, having these conversations. But at, at the same time, you have to invest uh, money. I think you can't you can't do one thing and not the other. And uh, without that, young people will still have to wait months with without that critical support, without that funding, without uh, real practical solutions bringing to the table. Without that, uh, young people will still be struggling a year, two years from now. And I think that's what we, ha- we want to hit home.
0: I agree with you, Nuresham, because there's so many changes that you see like on social media and whatnot in terms of spreading awareness but there's very little as time goes on like after like the like the hype of it like that change happening you really realize that not a lot of change actually happened because you're back on square one and it feels like that consistently happens so like was it the minister who got changed did you say? The mental yeah. Health yeah so like even though it's been changed like as time goes on like a pattern consistently like happens of us going back to square one and like this change happened but has there actually been real change in terms of the in-depth you know help that's needed with the youth and that's like that's the real issue
3: yeah, I was just gonna add um, to like build upon whatever and what's been talked about about like quality um, services and making sure the services are like fit for what they need. Um, lots of mental health services are short term; they're like six weeks, and I don't know if that's like the best approach. I know like it's largely driven by resources of lack or lack of resources, but I think. Um, just having like quality, consistent support that meets the needs of the person. Um, and that's if the person just needs short-term intervention, if they need long-term support, or um, I think services need to be just like adapted so they actually work for um, the people that try and access them rather than the one size fits all, take it or leave it approach that I see like over and over again.
1: I mean, yeah, I was going to introduce the topic of what more can we do, but I guess we're already in it really. So I totally agree. I think like what Hikima was saying, there's moments where there's like a hot topic, you know, mental health is like people are talking about it and it's like, you know, everyone's saying be kind on social media and and that can be very um, false in a way. Um, Like one thing I'm like reminded of is when, you know, at the beginning of COVID, when everyone's going out to like clap for the NHS, but in reality, like the NHS completely underfunded. So what is this like hollow gesture that we're doing, going out and clapping for these people that, you know, we're not paying properly, basically. um, you know, so in terms of young people, I mean, what what can we do further to push that agenda?
0: I mean, like you said, with social media, it, it's all kind of a facade, like the whole be kind situation was it lasted a few days. And the same people who are saying be kind with a fist to troll and come for people unnecessarily so I think what needs to be done more is more implementation of awareness and whatnot of mental health issues in education in workplaces so like say in a a workplace having the ability to have um, a well-being officer there who's very much on boards and respecting and um, understanding people have also like private lives And that their private lives may be very very difficult for them same in education and same in like an like sort of everyday life like people don't know what other people are going through
4: so being able to have lots of access available would be a lot more helpful i was just gonna add on to what Hakima said um i remember in high school we used to have lessons like called skills or i don't know like extra lessons and we used to learn about i don't know like the real life world I would say like perhaps implement mental health in particular into one of these lessons because we were like I don't know like year seven, eight, nine, we were never really taught about like the importance of mental health and what can impact it such as bullying which is a massive impact like it can really impact it so definitely implementing it into like those type of lessons where teachers are looking for things to teach like to teach. That would definitely make a difference, I think, in just having knowledge about it. They're like PSE lessons or something. Yeah.
1: Um, and they always have things that you're just like, I'm never going to use this. That's what I mean, that's what I feel like, because obviously I work for Youth Cymru, we're a youth charity. And we kind of fill in the gaps sometimes with like that mental health, you know, yeah. um, mental health workshops or financial capability workshops as well. So that, you know, because those things as well, when accumulated can cause mental health problems yes. like if you're in loads of debt or like all of these things that kind of surround us knowing how to be able to kind of navigate the world when we leave school um is a really important thing so yeah I'm a massive advocate for for like you said kind of get in there in that intervention stage and being like this is like these are things that may you may experience in life so that you're like prepared for it
2: yeah I j- I'm just I think following on from that I think from our from our class bank um manifesto and the work that we've done in the past four months, certain key things came up and we were were really looking at um, what would actually work and what would make that difference. And, you know, there's so many organisations out there that have already done this work. They've done so much consultation. They know what's not working. They know exactly what needs to be done and where, where the money needs to go. And some of them is obviously in education. I think one of our asks or pledges is that, we need to invest properly in mandatory training for those working in education, youth, and healthcare settings, on how to not only identify uh, mental health problems but also provide support for all young people. I think you've got to realise that some people are at risk, and the more people who are uh, trained to have these conversations, the easier it is for to people find to find people who are who may be facing some problems or some issues in their life. I think another one we talked about is obviously we worked. Um, we realised Mind Cumbria has done a lot of work on this, and one of their key aims is to uh, uh, improving access and outcomes for children and young people. We talked about waiting lists being so long, uh, and services are only being pro- provided for a short amount of time. But you have to commit to uh, a national pro- make it a national pro- priority to make. Uh, fund resources so that it matches the outcomes so like you know if you're if you're saying things and uh, want to make sure that people get all the services they need for a longer period of time and cut down these uh, waiting lists it's about making sure you meet those demands with resources from money funding services people then you have to invest as much as you can and finally the other pledge that we talked about and realized is uh, speaking to people in other uh, uh, sectors and organizations is that people want a, a new mental health strategy and what we mean by that is it needs to be young person uh, centred focus with young people and uh, children being able to access uh, appropriate timely and individually focused services I think Yaya mentioned it before you can't have an approach where one size fits all because that is not the case I think we need to think about creative solutions where we look at putting the young person where each young person is different and what they go through might be different. And it's just realising that, understanding that and working from there. I think that's what we client Savank, obviously have worked on and are asking for, uh, especially to those in power, is to realise these problems are not uh, one person, but where it's individual and not a group. And I think you can't group young people, you got to make sure it's uh, catered to every individual so they can all access high quality services.
3: I think Yushan kind of um, summed it up um, quite well, quite perfectly. Um, and looking at like Mind's um, asks from their like, consultation, like, it, there's no point. Um, so, when we were putting together the um, manifesto, there's, there's no point in us like reinventing the wheel in terms of if the information's out there and the research is out there um, by reputable sources it's just a case of kind of like amplifying the asks and making sure that um they are what young people want to, and what young people need and just like um making sure that we keep um vocalizing that and like fighting um for that to be put in place really
1: mm-hmm yeah great um so that brings us to the end of our podcast i think i just want to give a shout out to hakima and hamda for coming on and just being amazing and i just want to plug your podcast as well which is somali mindfulness podcast please go and listen to the podcast because it is so you know it's so great you will learn a lot and it's really kind of fun and relatable to listen to as well as i mentioned earlier um so yeah thank you so much girls for coming on thank you for having us (laughs) are there any other links that you wanted to kind of share like your instagrams or like if you have a handle you want people to follow or anything like that
4: i'd say our instagram because we're doing a giveaway at the sm project underscore you just have to share like and follow and then comment so you can enter
1: oh my gosh definitely enter that giveaway everybody and um, that's really exciting but yeah thank you so much girls it was lovely to meet you and have you on the podcast hopefully we'll have you on another time as well if you'll come on um but yeah thank you again narishan and yayan um, and we will be back um, very soon with the final episode of um, the power of your vote campaign podcast thank you very much all of you for listening um, and we'll see you next time bye if you enjoyed the podcast and you're watching on youtube then please like subscribe and leave us a comment if you're listening via apple podcast then leave us a review with some feedback we would love to hear what you guys think Make sure to follow our YouthPod channels to keep updated on new episodes. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.